What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Burndown. Today, we have a guest, a first TikTok guest, over 280,000 followers, multiple millions of views, hilarious content. And Justin, what's his name? So you know him. His name is Goksu. His name is Gerksy. His name is Goksu. Goksu. Fuck it. You know him as Gurk on TikTok. What's going on, Gurk? What's up, guys? How y'all doing tonight? Man, we, we living. Any day above six feet's a good day. Absolutely. Yeah, we're on this side of the grass, man. Good to go. Yeah. I've never heard that before. This side of the grass? Yeah, that's a first for me, actually. I like it. Some, like, 90-year-old guy said that to me, so. <laughs> is, that a, is that a Minnesota thing? I don't know, man. This probably, probably. I mean, he could, this guy was, I think he was like a veteran. So who knows? He could be, he's from all over. So we got a bunch of questions. We got, you're our first TikToker on the Burnout Podcast. Yeah. Now, do you, are you, you call yourself a TikToker? I mean, you have millions of views on TikTok. So, so I guess it would be appropriate at this time to call myself a TikToker. Uh, my first video that went viral was on September 30th. Um, before that, I made like some videos with my ex now. And uh, those did pretty well. Um, those are no longer, those no longer exist. And you made better so, ones. What did you say? You made better ones. Better ones, man. Yeah, better ones. The stuff that people like. You know, it's a lot It's a lot easier to make content when there are no restrictions, you know? Mm. And when you're with, like, a partner, whoever it may be, there's, like, rules, you know? So right now, it's, I mean, I think I would consider myself, like, a TikToker. We've been pretty consistent for the last two and a half months. Yeah. TikToker, So baby. TikToker. So that is... The first one on the podcast. Kirk, the TikToker, baby. So before we dive into the episode, we have a little ritual that we're going to perform. This is going to talk about what we're drinking. Got to light one up. So what we're drinking today is we have a little Four Roses Mm -hmm. straight bourbon whiskey. Yes, sir. Kirk, what are you you drinking on that end? Yes, sir. Absolutely. I'm doing some Cabernet. I only drink cabs, man. Like when I'm drinking wine, it's something called... Gosh, it's a 2019 Reserve. I don't really pay too much attention to the brand. All I want is something that's under $30, Cabernet, baby. That's all I care about. Love it. Respectable. Love it. That's, I mean, that's pretty much all, you know, majority of what we drink uh, in our household is Cabernet. We throw some Barolos and Brunellos and all the other weird ones in there. But most of the time, Cabernet it is, man. I'm a, I'm a Chianti Malbec type of guy. Not too many Cabernets, but again, I don't really pay to. I don't really pay attention to the names. I know some names, but you know, as long as it's good and it's not sour, you know, fuck it, it's a good time. As long as it gets me fucking tipsy. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's all it is. So why don't we uh, light up these stogies and uh, we'll be right back. So like I got some matches right now, and I have a lighter as well. So what's like 
what do you guys prefer? I don't know. I mean, this is just some of the basic fucking matches right here, you know? All right. So, All right. so, so, so a little bit, so a little bit of background with Gurk here and Cigar. So the reason how we came across Gurk, obviously I see him on TikTok all the time. And you know you made it when my 22-year-old brother, who was all about TikTok in college, knows who you are. Because I was like, hey, I'm getting this guy on TikTok. He's like, oh, who's that? And I showed him. He goes, yo, I know this guy. He's hilarious. So kudos to you. You made it. Um, but I, I noticed in your profile picture you were smoking a cigar. So I said, oh, shit. This guy's hilarious. And uh, he smokes cigars, apparently. So I originally messaged you on TikTok. But you're so TikTok famous that it blocked me from DMing you. So I said, wow. So then I went in ultra creep mode and I found you on Instagram and that's where we were able to talk. And as we were talking, you're like, you know what? I don't really smoke cigars that often, but, you know, I do like it occasionally. So I thought it'd be a cool idea to have, you know, someone who is big on TikTok who's kind of new into cigars. Because we usually don't have people who are kind of fresh into cigars. So it's a different dynamic if you if you, if you think about it. No, right. absolutely. And so – you had asked us during, for everybody that's listening and watching, during the lighting ceremony that we have here, you had asked about how to properly light a cigar um, mm-hmm. because you want to make sure you do it correctly. Like Eric said, you're kind of new into cigars, and that's exactly what we're here for. So we're going to do that right now. So the first thing is you want to toast the foot of the cigar. So Maybe, is it better to do it right now with some matches or with a lighter? If you have, what kind of lighter do you have? you have a torch? Just a regular fucking $1 gas station lighter. Mm, that's a tough one. I mean, Bic lighters have butane in them. so They, they do. So you can use a Bic I lighter. I, I don't really like using those little matches because they don't last long. Like usually you try to get the long wooden or cedar matches that are like this big. So it like it, it burns for a while. When you have those little ones, you, your oh. fucking hands start burning and you can't get like the good, you know, the good draw from the cigar. So do the Bic. Do the yeah. Bic. So the first thing is you toast the foot of the cigar. So before you actually put the cigar in your mouth, you kind of toast the uh, the foot, which is like the where you light it. You just want to toast it a little uh-huh. bit. So you light it up. How, and long, you, how long do we do that for usually? You do it until the entire end of the cigar has turned has turned black. You'll notice that it's kind of changing color. So you get all around the edges, uh, like not not the side of the cigar, but you get all around the bottom of the cigar. And you can rotate the cigar too, so you get like an even burn. And you'll see yeah. where it's like the the whole cigar kind of. Changes colors and it gets that charred look. Uh-huh. And then you're probably going to start trying to smoke it at this point. Huh? And then, yeah, and then you put it in your mouth and you continue to light it while you're trying to smoke it. And then it'll be uh, it'll be pretty good. Yep. Hey, look, this, guy's a, go. this guy's a natural. Fucking pro. Look at that. So you know your cigar is fully lit when the foot of the cigar is completely red, basically. Wow. Woo! That's good fucking shit. <laughs> so the way that you can the way you can you can tell is you can blow on the end of the cigar. You gently blow, it'll glow red. And you'll see what spots aren't red. That's where you need to like touch it up. So like for instance, I'm blowing right now, the bottom of my cigar is a little bit is not red yet. So I need to kind of touch that Man, up. Your cigar your cigar looks fully lit. So you're good to go, my friend. Yeah, my shit is good, huh? First time. Let's go. So how often do you do? You, how often do you smoke cigars? You know, like what's that like? You know what? I'm not gonna lie. Probably after today, it's gonna be at least a weekly thing, man. Ooh. Let's go! Bam! That's right. Bam! He's yeah. gonna be smoking once a week now. Come on, man. This week. is pretty fucking cool. Hey, an, <laughs> in, an influencer influencing another influencer. Put it that way. Love baby. to see it. Love to see it. <laughs> okay, it's a super chill vibe, man. I mean, I don't know, like. You know, a lot of the, I should say, I shouldn't say a lot, but like 
one of the guys that influenced me to even be interested in cigars was Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm. I know you know what that video is, man. He was like talking shit yeah. with his fucking shades on. Hell yeah. Because I'm a stud. I'm ballsy. I don't take no from anyone. I smoke my stogie anywhere I want. I don't have to find a hideout place like you. <laughs> he, said, uh, he goes, so the reason I smoke cigars is one, because my wife's father introduced me, but two, because I'm ballsy. I don't take no shit from nobody. I smoke my cigars when I want, where I want. I don't have to find a hideout like you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, so you guys know what the fuck I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Most definitely, bro. Most definitely. And I mean, like, you know, I, I kind of agree with that. I align with that type of mentality. So I just said, fuck it. Dude. This is beast mode right here. Come on, dude, son. Love it. Hey, man, all the professional athletes smoke cigars. You know, when they win a championship, what do they do? They smoke cigars. I got into cigars because... I like what it resembled. I like I like the look of it. You know, I always thought people looked classy, successful, business type oriented people, and uh, I was like, man, I want to look like these people. I want to look sophisticated. I want to get into cigars, and shit. Here we are. Love it. All right. So let's uh, yeah, let's go. Girk, we're gonna cheers to you. Thank you very much for being cheers. on. Thanks for having me, guys. Yes, thank you very much for being on the Burndown Podcast. We're gonna get into this interview because we got some questions. Hell yeah, to ask you. Bro. Hell yeah, Hell I got yeah. some answers for you. Perfect. Salute. Mm. All right. What made you? And we kind of touched on this earlier. Yeah. What made you join TikTok and create the content that you make? Because if people that aren't, I'll preface this because people that are listening and people that are uh, watching, if you haven't seen Girk's content, it's one, it's fucking hilarious. And two, he's got a very unique style. He's you always see him on there flexing his titties back and forth. Yeah. Okay, and it's like no matter what the the content is, he'll flip the the trend and he'll be flexing his titties at the end. So, how'd you get into TikTok first, and then what made you decide that you want to just start flexing your tits on camera? Well, you know, this may not apply to everyone, uh, but I should say like. Probably most people, everyone wants to be successful uh, these days. A lot of people want to be successful these days uh, as an influencer, okay? So truthfully, that was my number one motive, okay? And I actually was able to see, you know, like firsthand the, the benefits of being successful on TikTok. And after that, and I was just like, yo, fucking, uh, all these people are just doing a bunch of dumbass, silly shit. Like, I can do that shit, too. It's fucking fun. Why the fuck not? <laughs> so I just said, you know what? Like, I'm not the most shy person in the world. So I said, fuck it. I'm just going to, like, do whatever I feel like is funny. Do what is trending. Put my own little spin on it, maybe. And just let nature take its course. Hopefully, people will like my shit not get offended i don't know Dude, I, I mean, mean the 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 very first video that i remember seeing you in and i think it might be one of your most pop it's got to be one of my most popular videos but i remember being on tiktok and it was when you said uh you know your first sip of coffee and then like you, you walk into the room and then the next the next scene is like poop and the next scene is more poop. And the next scene is more poop. But you're like, you're oh, like giving yeah, these, yeah. these crazy faces and you're flexing your chest. And I was like, yo, that's so true. And it's so fucking hilarious how he did that. Yeah, man. So like that one was the way it went was you're about to leave for work. And then 
And then as soon as you're about to walk out of the door. shit <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's true i mean everyone Dude. goes through that so absolutely a hundred percent but i like but i what i liked was like and you have a lot of your videos like that you have that you have that scene where you walk in the room and you have a message and then the next three clips are you like making these hilarious face hilarious faces and just flexing your chest and i'm like dude i mean that's original and that's what that's what i think gets you the views because it's relatable content, but it also has your little spin and all, and, I, and it just makes it original. I think yeah, it's that's hilarious. A, that's a key point, too, and you, that you said you follow the trends because if anybody, little tip of uh, tip of the trade here is you're trying to be an influencer, got to follow the trends. What's trending? Do do the trend and because that's obviously what people are consuming. But I like how you take the trend and you flip and you, you put your own little spin on it, which makes you unique. You're not just doing, you know, the regular – dance that you're that yeah. everybody's doing you you have your own little spin on it which makes it funny and where do you do it do you do it in your room or where, where does that go down right here man this is the, this is the whole fucking setup right here this door right here is that's the, the infamous right door i love it that's the fucking infamous door right here man and this it doesn't and it doesn't take a lot for you to like set up right like you just gotta like hook up your phone or your camera or whatever and just and just take it take it by well, so I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, so a fucking seven-second clip sometimes takes me like an hour to fucking get together. Yeah, you yeah know? no doubt. We know how that uh, goes. Yeah, man. And, like, it's fucking hard when you try and do this shit every fucking day. So you just got to – dude, you actually – you want to know something that's kind of uh, interesting that I learned? Because fucking Google, bro. Apparently, smoking a stogie makes you more creative. All right. So I mean, I just, I literally looked up random cigar facts and I was just like, fucking, it makes you more creative. And I feel like that makes sense because I remember the first time I smoked an e cig, I was like, just like fucking Einstein mode, dude, like the nicotine or something. But I mean, so that's another reason for why I'm probably going to be doing this like weekly now, man. Well, I hope to start agree. seeing you with TikToks with cigars. And then, then we know we played a little part in that. We played a little part in that. Well, actually, the fucked up part about TikTok is you can't even promote tobacco, bro. You can't. You can't. So you can't promote tobacco, but you can't. Like, obviously, we're on TikTok. So we do put up like our cigar smoking videos. But... And we've been like shadow banned and we've had videos taken down because they thought we were promoting tobacco and then we appealed it and then it came right back. But as long as you're just like doing something funny with a cigar or not like, hey, you know, buy my cigars for $19.99, blah, 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 blah. You should be good to go because in the beginning when we first started, we got a lot of like ban, like a lot of videos banned, but then we would submit them and they get re, whatever, re, uh, reposted. Yeah, man, I fucking get like my shit banned all the time, and then I constantly have to make appeals, bro. Like it's crazy. Isn't it? I mean, like, isn't that like such nonsense? Like, how does that even like? What do they even know about it's your video? It's fucking stupid, bro. Like, you, you <laughs> I I hate from... it. I hate it. And it, we got banned the first time for nothing. I didn't even do anything. I just did like a, a one little video where smoking a cigar and I had I didn't even say anything. I had the music, and instantly shadow banned. Just because you're smoking a cigar. I think I'm, I'm like, I'm you got these freaking teenagers shaking their ass and basically naked. 
and that's exactly. totally fine. But I smoke a cigar and I don't even say anything, and I'm in a, I'm I'm in a suit. Like I'm not. Fuck it. Fuck it. Dude, you know what you have to do, man? You got to shake your fucking hairy ass. Now I, now I know why you take your shirt off and shake your tits because it does well. Exactly. <laughs> That's what the people want, man. You got to give the people what they want. They want to see ass and tits. Ass <laughs> and titties, man. Ass and tits. And now put a little cigar in there, baby. Love right it. between them both. Love it. That's hilarious. Fuck yeah, man. Fucking cigars, dude. The stogie is a new fucking hobby of mine right now. Thank you. I'm glad, bro. Now, it, now you must have a pretty cool landlord if you're allowed to like hang, like smoke in your apartment. Like, is that is that a thing in Minnesota, or you're kind of just kind of being a little rebellious right now? <laughs> being a little rebellious right here, man. <laughs> I mean, the window. What I'm gonna have to do is invest in a couple cans of Febreze, and I think I'll be all right, man. You know, a, a secret. I don't know about a like a large room like you have, but when I when I used to I used to. A summer job I used to have, I used to do construction with my cousin, and he used to smoke the little, the little, the little stogies, and in his pickup truck. And then we would go out to lunch, and he would ask for an app, a cut apple. And I'm like, I'm like, why do you want an apple cut open? And he goes, I'm gonna put it in my car when I leave, and when like when I'm done for the day, the smoke gets absorbed by the apple, mm, and mm. that apple at the end of the day is like black. That's like uh, vinegar. Vinegar does the same thing. It it absorbs all the shit. Yeah, if you take like if, they always talk about if you're if you're like redoing a room or if you have like a smoky room, like if you move into a house and then people would smoke cigarettes or whatever, you could take a bowl of vinegar and you leave it like in here. Take a bowl of vinegar, put it in the little in the middle of the room, and leave it for like two days. You'll come back, the vinegar will be like brown and shit. Yeah, it's pretty wild. What? I don't know. I have no idea the chemistry behind it, how it works. My mother told me about it, and I thought it was like an old wives' tale, but it hundred percent fucking works. Shit. Holy fuck! I mean, I'll try it. Shit, why the fuck not? I mean, it. It, I mean, it's not. It, let's put it this way: like in here, we smoke. You know, we're we're gonna smoke three cigars during this this session that we have uh, uh, for today that we've been filming. So you can put a bowl in here. Is it gonna take every single last cent out of the room? No, but is it gonna do a good job? Yeah, it'll probably help. <laughs> you know what? I mean, he's a pretty cool guy. Pretty laid back guy. He's, you know, obviously like I, I asked him, like, yo, can I leave here early if I, if something comes up? And he said, yeah. So I mean, I'm willing to like work with him and help him out, whatever. I doubt that there's going to be a lingering smell out here in the room after this. No, uh, be, but I mean, I'll fucking paint a room. Dude. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's a good cost? Paint a room? Fucking can of paint. I gotta tell you, Gerg, you look like you look like you already smoke cigars. You look like a pro, dude. I'm not. Shit, he looks I'm like not, you know what he's doing. I'm not even gonna lie. Well, so I used to smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that has anything to do with anything, man. I'm but, sure it does. Like, I would I would hold it like this. I would hold it like this. I would hold it like this. Fucking thank you. So, so let me ask you this. You so, so, so since you. You were used to smoking weed, you know, back in the day. I don't know if you probably still do. Who knows? But do you find it difficult to not inhale on a cigar? Or do no. you just do you just fucking inhale and say fuck it? No, I'm not I'm not inhaling. I mean, I'm probably inhaling like maybe twenty percent of it or something like that, you know? But uh it's it's not difficult, no. Okay. I mean, I was in Turkey last summer and I probably in my in the three months that I stayed out there, I probably smoked like a good two packs of cigarettes the whole time I was out there. 
So I'm not like super fresh into, you know, experience with tobacco. Yeah, I mean, so it's not like it's not like a big pain in my fucking ass, and I I don't even have a fucking ashtray, so I'm just using my candle fucking fuck it. I've used we've used red solo cups. <laughs> you just pull, you have a little, put a little splash of beer in there, bang, red solo cup. That, that's all you need. That's all. Sometimes you know the good thing about cigars is that you can almost use anything to 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 ash your 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 ash. You can find a little cup, find a little garbage, find a little bowl. You can always clean it out. It doesn't get stained forever. Exactly. So, what do you get? What else you got over there? So I'm just pull, looking at the thing. So, um, all right. So here's a question. So what? made you like what made you get into cigars like what was do you remember the first cigar that you ever smoked and like why did you pick it up i mean i know you're still like a beginner into cigars and you're gonna be smoking more frequently now but what was the first one you ever smoked and why'd you pick it up okay so the first cigar i ever smoked i can't remember that cigar that you saw me smoking in, in my profile picture was at my friend's house and it was probably five, four or five months ago, some shit like that. And uh, <clears throat> it was, I just returned from Turkey and I was just basically trying to have a good time. I was just trying to fucking chill and have a good time. I, I don't think that, you know, like everything in kind of moderation type of a situation if you're not out here, if you're out here like smoking like fucking three of these a day, then maybe that will, will be like a problem. I don't know. I ain't a fucking doctor. But since I'm like, you know, kind of into fitness and I like sweat and shit and like watch my diet, whatever, I don't think that it's a huge problem if I do this shit once a week. Most you definitely. Know? Most definitely. Exactly. Yeah. I and mean, I mean, like people, people make a big fucking deal out about it, about it sometimes. And you know, I don't really give a fuck what you do, bro. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, mo- most people who give you a hard time about cigars don't really know. Just like, just like anything today, people know a little bit. They get a snippet of something and they think they know everything and they can put your their opinion on it. Because most people don't know. They're like, oh my god, isn't a cigar like a whole pack of cigarettes? Yeah, if you inhale it. Oh, you don't inhale cigars? No, you don't inhale cigars. Oh my God, there's so much in a, in a cigar that's so bad for you. There's two ingredients in a cigar. Tobacco and vegetable glue. What's in a cigarette? Thousands and millions of toxins and chemicals that kill you. There's an there's a article that we frequently talk about from the FDA. So there's an article from the F- uh, Federal Drug Administration. And they, t- and they talk about how having one to two cigars a day is nil to your health. Nil, meaning zilch. So as long as you don't inhale a cigar, you're good to go. I don't know any too, too many people that die from cigars or get cancer from cigars. I'm not saying you can't, but you don't really hear that all too often. And especially people that like us that we're, we're working out almost every single day, at least, you know, four or five days a week. Watch your diet. We stay in good physical shape. So to have, you know, and we we smoke way more than the average person. Like the average smoker who considers themselves a cigar smoker might smoke once a week on the weekends or they might smoke twice a week. Maybe they'll smoke like on a Friday afternoon after they, they come home from work or they go to the lounge with a couple guys. They smoke on a weekend, like one or two a week. That's like your average smoker. We're above average. We're smoking, you know, maybe one a day or once every other day. And we're totally fine. So when they say one a day is not going to do anything, 
for the people that are averagely smoking just once a week, you have nothing to worry about. And I know you're and I know you're looking to move out of Minnesota. You're trying to go down south or out west or whatever, but down south and like I think you said Texas and maybe Nevada or something like that. Those yep. those two places are huge cigar communities. Yes. So like if you if you're seriously getting into more cigars, just go to a cigar lounge and just start bullshitting with people because the people in the cigar lounge are usually the most friendly and accepting type of people. I mean, I couldn't tell me how many like this is why we started the podcast because we've met so many random people, have so many cool stories from so many different backgrounds. And we said, fuck it, dude. Let's let's make a podcast and have a cigar lounge experience and bring people on like Girk and just have a conversation. And that's where we are today, dude. Fuck yeah, man. Dude, I mean, it's it's kind of weird because as far as like health goes, right? So if you have people talking shit about cigars, but then these same people are out here eating like fucking McDonald's every fucking day and like a bag of fucking chips every fucking night. Then like, I, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? You probably look like shit too. Yes. Like, yep. Yes. Exactly. I'm so happy you talked about that because that's like one of my biggest pet peeves is you hear about all these things saying like, oh, this is bad for you. That like the cigars are bad for you. And I go, what about like, why are you cracking down on this? Why don't you crack down on the number one killer in the world, which is heart disease? Why do you crack down? On the freaking fast food and all the sugar intake. No, you just freaking blow it up and you promote it left and right. Get a Big Mac. Supersize it. Eat all this fucking candy. Drink Coca-Cola. Like, you realize how bad that shit is for you? Triggered. No, I got dude, triggered, bro. It's just fucking <laughs> trending, dude. It's like trending and people want to kind of take the easy way out and be a part of like a fucking... I don't know, victim mentality community. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly yeah. what it is. So so you, you, you mentioned obviously you're into health. I mean obviously you're in good shape. You you're obviously on TikTok flexing flexing the titties that look great. The big dog the flexing big dog the man titties, baby. Come on, man. Flexing those man. You got them flexing, baby. So so how did you get into fitness? What's your regimen like? I see you do some arm wrestling. Like tell us a little bit how that goes. It all started on December 3rd, 1991. When I was <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I mean, I was always like fucking into, you know, a uh, uh, Marvel, like fucking Incredible Hulk, uh, Spider-Man type of shit. And that's, it was just like another source that influenced me. And I started touching weights when I was, I think, nine or 10 years old, something like that. And started getting, and I got my first gym membership when I was 14 years old. So you just kind of, you know, like, I don't know, make a fucking like decision. I don't know. I just like aligned. It just aligned me. I thought like being strong and muscular was a cool fucking thing. We talked about Arnold already. He was like a big influence. Arnold, if you're watching this man, shout out to fucking Arnold. <laughs> Get through the chopper now. Get through the chopper now. <laughs> I'm gonna visit. I'm gonna visit you in Sacramento one day, buddy. Don't worry. You know what? I might as well, I might fucking run for governor there too, man. You guys be best friends. Chimey. So what? So what so about Ar- smoke, smoke a stogie together? That's another good point, though. Too is Arnold. Arguably, okay. Arguably, the best physique of all time. Yeah. Best, like the best shape you could be in, ever. Ever. Smoke cigars like daily. So daily. how are you, how are you going to tell me that they're they're bad for you? 
Please tell me. So I'll wait. Solid argument. Solid argument. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna okay. So look, he he did take some shit, right? Okay. Yes, he did. And yes. He did, and he yeah. So that has nothing to do with cigars. So people are going to like try and say some shit about that. They're going to use that as an argument. Yeah, but even if he didn't take it, he would still be in. Regardless, regardless, though, regardless of taking steroids or not, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Tiger, like Tiger Woods, like all these professionals, they smoke cigars. Not just professionals, like all-time greats. All-time greats. We've had we've had on the podcast Ed Reed, NFL Hall of Famer. Arguably the best safety to ever play the game. Ta- uh, no question. Smokes a cigar every day. Has his own cigar coming out. Had a cigar during his Hall of Fame speech. <laughs> so, like, it's the same thing. And, you know, all this craziness that goes on, you just show people the facts. Like, okay, why, did, why does this guy like cigars? And he's in phenomenal shape. You know, Cam Newton. Cam Newton likes wine and cigars. LeBron. LeBron's a big wine guy. Big wine guy. Come on. Come on. We're waiting. We're waiting. No, I, and it just—that's all it is. It's just look, look at the facts, my friend. Look at the facts. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's it's easy. It's easy to talk shit, man. It's it's always easy to you know be a hater. So that's just the world that we live in, man. I mean, if 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 you're bothered by this and then use it as an excuse for bad health. Uh, then you are simply undereducated. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, it's fine. Like you know, you can't you can't like make everybody happy. You can't make everybody happy. So it's not. It may just not be for everyone. But a lot of people, I feel like, uh, can have a good time and be healthy while smoking a stogie. That's right. Absolutely. Listen, listen, bro. You get into a car every single day. That's a death trap in itself. I mean, every everything's a health risk. Yeah. Everything is a risk. Everything is a risk, man. What are you gonna do? Live your life in fear? Like, yeah, you're gonna be bubble boy walking around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly, bubble boy. <laughs> so I'm I'm interested. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's drink. Let's drink the bubble boy. Right. Che- drink cheers to bubble boy. Cheers to bubble boy. Cheers. Cheers to not being cheers, bubble man. boy. <laughs> so I'm interested to hear about. You know, your experience with arm wrestling, because I, I, I don't know if it was on your Instagram or TikTok, but I have seen you. I don't know if it's tournaments or just like some bullshitting with your friends. But now those those arm wrestling tournaments or arm wrestling situations, those look freaking intense. So I've, I think I've been exposed to I, I think the first time I got exposed to arm wrestling was probably 2016 some something like that when uh bigger influencers started to get into it um before that it wasn't as popular but you know you got you got uh people like larry wheels i was just gonna say that name that was the one that first thing as soon as you said influencers that popped in my head larry wheels yeah so you got larry wheels now he's promoting the shit out of the sport shout out to larry wheels and then you got um, Juji Mufu, and then uh, Devin Laird, and then my, I actually got coached. Uh, and this is, you know, Devin. Again, I don't know if you know who this is. Um, he's one of the, I guess, more popular guys in uh, the arm wrestling world. He uh, said that Engin Tazi was the 
number one arm wrestling coach in the world who happened to be Turkish, who I got coached by last summer. Wow. So, yeah, he's the coach for the national team in Turkey. And he's, he's, uh, he has the title of the, the number one arm wrestling coach in the world. So shout out to Engin, coach. Thank you for every, all the value that you have given me in that sport. So, so, we, so he coached you to be in tournaments. Like, what was that? He coached me to. He coached me to um, be as good of an arm wrestler as I could be. He actually is the coach of the. He he recently won the world championships for uh, the seventy kg, seventy kg class. Okay. This was this was this month. It was in Rome. World arm wrestling. Uh, uh, basically, the arm wrestling was held in Romania, and uh, the guy actually I was roommates with him for the, that three months. He was number one, and he was coached by Engin Tarzi. So it's all thanks to him, you know. He's he's been in the he's been in the game for a long time. I think it. Uh, gosh, I'm not. I, I don't really want to. I don't really want to give a specific number, but a long time. Have you have you ever experienced being at like an arm wrestling tournament and seeing someone's arm snap? You got any crazy stories like that? Uh yeah. So when I was in Dallas, when I was in Dallas, Texas, uh, last summer, uh, this was a tournament that was hosted by Travis Badgett and Paul Italia. Uh, I saw some guy. He, I, I'm pretty sure he snapped his arm. He snapped. He he broke his. Uh, arm and it was the it was it was a very disturbing sound man like when you hear an arm break like everyone like looked over and was like yup someone broke his arm it sounds like a whip crack doesn't it right at right at the elbow man like you know that's where he broke you know you got like spiral fractures like right here like on this one i don't don't know which which one that is exactly but uh it happens often. Injuries happen very often in arm wrestling because you are literally maxed out. Like imagine like you are maxed out. You know, that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of weight on one muscle. So, or, you know, not one muscle, but just you have your chest involved. You have triceps, biceps, forearms. A lot of people get the, you know, a ligament torn on their forearm or bicep or chest their pec freaking rips it's freaking nuts so it's not for the it's not a sport for the pain of heart for sure i imagine it's like holding a one rep max like take take a one rep max like on bench press or whatever and bring it down like halfway and just hold it there for a minute yeah so it's not even like just coming down and you're pressing it all the way up and then you can rack it and it, it takes you five seconds for a one rep max you got to press it now hold it for a minute straight, that's I feel a like, lot of tension. <laughs> I feel like what you said. You said you, you kind of using all your muscles, you know, for one, you know, for one movement. You're kind of putting like all your eggs in one basket to kind of like hold everything together. So if one little fracture or one little move, you're it's like a building crumbling. I mean, I can't imagine how that feels. I, can't, I I'm thinking crazy scenarios in my head right now. How gruesome that probably looks. Yeah, I mean, it, it just. Uh, 
you kind of have to think of it as like you go to war. These these world champions uh, are very obsessed. They have a very obsessive mentality. And they're kind of willing to do like whatever it takes. Uh, they they do not take failure lightly. <laughs> and uh, it's it kind of becomes like their number one priority in life. And when you get to that elite level where it's like the limits, the human body limits almost, uh, where you're almost not designed to be able to do some of this shit. Injuries happen all the time. All the time, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, you said it perfectly. It's, it's your <clears> – <throat> when you get to be a world champion – and you don't take failure lightly. Look at anybody that has been that elite level, like the elites of the elites, the all-time greats in whatever sport it is. Ask any, they do not accept failure. They do not take mm-hmm. failure lightly. I, I remember Kobe Bryant having, um, may he rest in peace, one of his interviews where he talks about his brain, can it just doesn't process failure. Like it, yeah. it, he cannot accept losing. He cannot accept failing. It's, it just doesn't work in his brain. Like he doesn't have that connection to process failure, and that's exactly what it is. You get to that level, you just don't accept. It's like no, there's no such thing as failing. Like I'm not going to fail. It's not going to yeah, happen. Yeah, one of the one of the really interesting things about Kobe. So I've watched some of his motivational videos. The dude is so interesting, man. You know, like th- that mentality. He talks about how he will literally not be outworked. Mm-hmm. And um, I forget who he was talking about. There was this one other NBA player. And Kobe saw him walking into the court to just train or whatever. And this guy that uh, this guy asked Kobe later on, like, what made you go? and train at that time and he's like because i saw you going to the court to train as well so he wants he doesn't it like he doesn't give a fuck dude he's like i do not give a fuck who you are you will not outwork me which is like dude that is like fucking awesome dude that is insane and uh i wish i wish there were more people like that dude, actually i know exactly i know exactly the interview you're talking about and i i forgot the guys i think the guy's name is was it Darren Williams? Devin? I forgot the guy's name. But there was another interview where he talked about, I think it was on <clears throat> Team USA maybe, where it was either Team USA or the All-Star team. I forgot what it was. But they had gotten to wherever they were going. And he had all of like all the great all the greats in the league at the time. They said, okay, we're all going to uh, meet downstairs for breakfast uh, the following morning. And... <clears throat> They all come down, and it's like whatever it is, 8 o'clock in the morning. They all come down for breakfast, and Kobe is already, like, iced up. Like, he's got ice packs on his knees and everything. He's already sweating, and they're like, what the fuck? And he had already done a workout at, like, 5 a.m., worked out for two hours. They had just gotten there at, like, midnight, and he's like, all right, I'll see you guys in the morning for breakfast. And he had already gotten up and outworked everybody. That's it. And they're like all out drinking whatever part. And he's already working out. I'm like, guys, just that level of that 
mamba mentality. It's, yeah, there's. It's just a, a different. Just they think a different way. It's a different breed. Though. Yeah, I mean, it, it just really boils down to like you just can't fucking accept uh, failure, and you can't. Maybe you don't even have to be number one, but you have to have. You have to be at the level. There's some people where they just cannot accept being at another level outside of the level that they want to be at. Right. You know, and when you're that, you have to be a little OCD in order to reach a certain level. Um, I mean, I personally believe that you can do whatever the fuck you want in this life. Uh, If fucking people like Elon Musk can do whatever the fuck he's doing right now. In his lifetime, then how the fuck isn't, you know, anything possible, dude? We're about to, like, go to the fucking moon on vacation. <laughs> you know? Like, I 100% agree. I mean, look at the story of, of Pursuit of Happiness. The movie with Will Smith, the guy Chris Gardner. The guy was literally sleeping on a, in a subway bathroom on paper towels with his son. Dead broke poor as as you could be and comes out to be a multimillionaire if a, if he can do it how come everybody else can't like what does he have that's, that everybody else doesn't like you all get the same 24 hours in a day mm-hmm. how come he can do it and somebody else can't it's because they make excuses and they're fucking lazy i'll just I'll drive read. drive in faith man in relentlessness do you read uh do you read books Kirk? i read Books that I feel like matter. One of the main books with this subject that made a big difference in my life was Rich Dad Poor Dad. Mm, okay, that, that's, that's a great book, Robert Kiyosaki. So, a great book. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you another book if you haven't read it yet that kind of relates to this, and it's called Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. So it goes, it dives deep to exactly what we're talking about, basically. It doesn't matter if you're religious or not, if you believe in God or the devil. It's just about he sits down and has an interview with the devil, and he bases, basically asks him, you know, what do you do in this life? And he says, I control about 98% of the people. What about the 2%? Those are the people that don't really give in to the things that I throw at them. Any obstacle, any, any roadblock, they have the mentality, they have the thought process to get over it. And I can't control those people because there's two atoms, a positive atom and a negative atom. 98% of the people that I control use that negative atom. If it, if you're poor, you know, I throw I throw you being poor. You're just going to be stuck being poor. And your mentality is I'm going to be poor my whole life. I can't do it. I can't do this. And then like someone like Chris Gardner is on that opposite side. And he has a positive atom. He goes, you know, fuck it. I'm being poor right now, but I'm going to make my way out of it. And I'm going to figure it out. And it's a very interesting book. And it relates. And it was written like in the 1940s, which was very, very... Uh, what do you call it? Um, it was a controversy. He had written yeah. it prior to publishing it, yeah. and he didn't publish it for like twenty years because it was very controversial of uh, what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he 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 writes it as if he had an interview with the devil, and people were saying, "Don't publish it because people are going to think you're crazy." Blah blah blah. So he waited like twenty years. He finally published it, but it's perfect because to like what Eric was saying is he controls people through fear, uh, through fear, whether poverty. it's fear of poverty, fear of failure. Um, fear of of rejection, fear and he nothing. makes people become what he calls drifters, where they just drift through life, never amounting to anything, never going after their goals, never trying. He goes, but there's the two percent of people 
that aren't drifters that think for themselves, they think critically, they go after their goals, they overcome their challenges, and those are the people that are the Elon Musks of the world, are the Michael Jordans, are the LeBron James. And you don't, and you don't, even, they don't even have to be necessarily you know, rich and successful. No, just, no, right. You know, it's just about thinking for yourself and doing what's best for you and not getting caught in the, in the trap of this is my life and this is how it's going to be for the rest of my life. You know, getting out of that, that drifter negative mentality. Getting off the hamster wheel. Yeah, right? exactly. So a lot of, a lot of stuff we yeah. deal with today. I mean, there's, there's plenty of people out there who are just simply content. They're okay, in which there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, you know, going to your job and then coming home and take care of your kids and then doing the same shit all over again, you know, like every day. But there, there are some people, and I mean, I don't really want to like say I'm the shit or anything like that, but there are some people that it just, I just fucking can't do that shit. You right. know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And it just doesn't work out for them, dude. It just like doesn't make sense. Like, why the fuck, when you have option A, you take option B? You know? I think this dude, I swear, this is like a fucking Arnold, bro. That dude is like fucking the shit. He <laughs> talks about how he hates plan B, right? He's like, dude, if you start talk, if you start thinking about plan B, it takes away that energy from plan A. Mm-hmm. And you just need to be a little bit, you just need to have some fucking faith and not give up right away. Um Steve Harvey is another good example. He's another fucking guy I follow. Dude. A huge cigar like, smoker. Yes, huge cigar smoker. Yeah, I mean, he was like homeless for three fucking years before he made it. You know, living in this fucking car. And it's just like, it's just like amazing, bro. And you know what? These things these days are very important to listen to, man. Because a lot of people are just like feeling hopeless and shit. And a lot of people are just angry, victim mentality. And you just have to like, just fucking snap yourself out of that shit and just be like, dude, okay, you know what? I need to fucking focus a little bit and then I can maybe get my shit together, you know? No matter what, whatever it fucking takes. That's just literally, the, that's just, that's it. I'll, I'll it tell is. you another guy, I'll tell you another guy to get pumped up to. I, I, and you know his name, I'm, I can't think of his name right now, but he's the hip-hop He's the hip hop oh, uh, Eric Thomas. Eric Thomas. So when we get off, you ever you heard of this guy? Yeah, bro. I used to my first job out of college. I used to do door knocking, and every day when I got in my car, not wanting to door knock all day in the rain, sleet, hail, or snow, I would throw <laughs> that guy on, and he would you know he would go off and talk about how he was homeless and eating out of garbage cans and doing this and that, and his his voice and the way he spoke and his intensity would just fucking drive me. So I was like, you know what? I'm supposed to knock on 60 doors. I'm knocking on 80 doors today. I don't give a fuck what's going to stop me. Gets you fucking hyped. And some pe- and it's just the it's just the reality. Some people get turned on by that and get motivated by it and some people say I'm not I'm I'm not yeah. to that. I, I don't want to do it. And like you said, where some people are content with and there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what makes you happy, just you know, go to your 9 to 5, come home, hang out with your kids or hang out, watch Netflix, whatever it is. If that makes you happy, by all means. We're not bashing that. If that's what you want to do, then that's what you do. But for guys like us, that's not what we want to do. We believe that we are not born to just pay bills and die. Okay, We want to do something more 
with the 24 hours that we have every single day. We want to do something more with our lives. And we can't just, we can't process that. Oh, I can just do the same thing. Like I want to, I want to do, I want to be great. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want to be great. And if you want to be great at anything, you have to be obsessed with it. You, you have, have to be, be obsessed. obsessed. You have to be fucking obsessed, dude. Another quote from the same fucking guy, dude. The difference between winners and losers is the winners always get up when they get fucking knocked down, dude. Mm-hmm. That's okay. it. That's it. That's it. Bottom line, man. You just don't fucking give up. Just, just get up. Just get up. There's, there's something I write. There's something I write down every single day. I write, you know, I, I try to write down affirmations and shit, you know, a few times. Fuck a yeah, dude. Yeah. Dude, I fucking did the same shit. Yeah. yeah, let's go. We all do it, yeah. yeah. And one of the things, I write this thing called Six Factors to Life. And one of them is never negotiate with your inner bitch. Yes. So, like, when you, like, you know, you have those days when you don't want to get up or you don't want to do this. And, you know, it, it's just like, fuck, I don't want to do it. But you do it anyway. And then it ends up being a better result from doing, getting yourself up and doing it. And... That shit is real. Like that shit is real. That has a real effect on the way you live life and how you do things in life. And I, I keep saying it. Just some people don't get it. Some people just don't do it. It's not for everyone, man. I mean, you know, being able to for people, for some people, waking up at like three, four in the fucking morning when it's hard and you just like turn off that alarm and then you actually get up and you get shit done. And then at the, you know, like end of the day when you actually have completed all this shit that you had to do, it is the most satisfying fucking thing ever, dude. Most definitely. Like it's a, it's a fucking, you have like a 20 hour fucking day. You're up for like 20 hours, sometimes 24 fucking hours. It is the most satisfying fucking shit. When you actually are able to break through that bitch barrier and do it, and yes. fucking do it, 100%. like every, like every every day, like on, on top of the, uh, I have two things to add to that. So every every day, like Eric said, write down, and and some day, like some weeks, you, you know, you get on and you don't write it down, but try to write it down at least like once a week, beginning of the week, what your goals are for the week, what you have to accomplish. But every single day, I write down a to do list, and there's no better feeling. When you have like 10 items, and it can be like the easiest items, okay? Make your bed. Right? Make your bed. Like some of the items I have, make my bed, work out, eat healthy, um, take out the garbage. You know, right now we have the Christmas trees. Water the Christmas trees. Like the littlest things. But you ch- when you check off everything, and at the end of the day, you check off that last box, the feeling of accomplishment that you get from seeing all those checks is incredible. Yeah. And it's oh. incredible. And, and and going to back to working out, I there was a there was a certain like portion before COVID. I watched this video by Jocko, and he talked about Jocko. He's the man. So he talked about why he wakes up at four thirty in the morning to work out because he's like that's the time I get to myself because I have family, I got kids, I got my wife, I have other responsibilities that people need me for. And between four and five thirty, that's the time I have for myself. So that's when I work out. So I watched it one day and I was like, fuck, man. It's amazing. Like, and I used to get up at four thirty and go to the gym by five o'clock. And the feeling, no, knowing that not ninety nine percent of the people are not up right now, and I'm working out, and I and I and I finish at six o'clock to start my day. 
you feel like you're a fucking Hulk. You're like, yeah. I just worked out. It's six o'clock. People are still sleeping. I'm ready to fucking go. Oh, yeah. Know. I love working out in the morning. It's, I think it's the only way to work out. I hate working out at the end of the day. You have to work out in the morning. That's my shit. Well, there's another, um, like what you were talking about, the bitch voice. I first heard that from uh, Andy Frisella. And I was out during COVID. I was, I became like a runner. I was just running. Not a whole lot, but I would run a couple of miles. I was trying to do um, like 100 miles by the end of the year. So it was two miles a week, basically. So you're run. I was running, and at, he was list. I was listening to his podcast, and it came on, and he said everybody has two voices in your head. He goes, you have the bitch voice, right, and you have a boss voice. He goes, which one's going to control you? He says the bitch voice is going to tell you while you're running, oh, you're tired. You you've run enough. You can stop. Or you're working out. You know, you've done enough enough today. You can stop. He goes, the bitch voice is going to tell you to quit. And then the boss voice is on the other side telling the bitch voice to shut the fuck up. He's like, and which one is going to control you? So I'm running and I'm on like mile two and I was going to just run two miles for the day and go work out. And I'm like, oh, fuck this. And just bang, just hit another mile. Like it just gives you because then I'm sitting there and I'm like, now every time I'm working out or I'm running, I'm doing something. I go, what are you a fucking bitch? Yeah. Like, what are you? What are you, what are you not gonna? You're not gonna go hard. To, put a fucking another twenty pounds on a bar. What are you fucking doing? What do, What do you What do you listen to when you work out? Do you listen to music? Do you listen to podcasts? Like, how do you get How do you get fired up? Uh, I listen to. So there's a there's a couple people that I um, I follow as far as like working out in, or uh, fitness influencers go. So. One is Bradley Martin. Yes. That guy is strong as shit. He's strong as shit. I listen to Bradley. I listen to uh, Larry Wheels. Uh, And usually the videos that they make, they have good music playing. So I listen to that type of shit because it kind of reminds me of like them and like what they're about and stuff like that. And uh, I usually try and just affiliate or just fucking uh, remind myself of the people that I aspire to be like, the mu- whatever the music is. So I usually listen to just like that type of shit. Um, if I were to listen to just pure music, like on Pandora or some shit, Five Finger Death Punch is yeah. fucking shit. <laughs> listen to Five Finger, dude. Uh, that, things of that nature, man. Just a lot of yelling and shit. A lot of hardcore shit. That's what usually makes me have fucking energy, dude. That and then coffee. So what <laughs> kind of coffee? Well, if you so, like, if you like coffee, I highly recommend having a cigar with coffee. Yes, it's our favorite pairing. And After coffee? No, with no, coffee. with coffee. Cigar with coffee. Um, with the- it is. It's our favorite pairing. It's the best pairing, I believe, with a cigar. Because tobacco and coffee beans get uh, are grown in the same portion of the world near the equator. So they say what goes together grows together. So beans and tobacco plants are very slim, similar with temperature, soil. So when you pair those two together, it's phenomenal. So, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. So I got to ask. So because I love listening to heavy stuff too. Like I was a power lifter um, like probably five, six years. I was really more into power lifting. But there was just something about like just putting a lot of weight on the bar. And just pressing it up, whether it's a squat or pulling it up from a deadlift, like there's just something about that, okay? And I listen to a lot of like heavy metal shit. I'm with, I'm like you. I need something that's screaming, just hard shit because it gets me amped. 
Like if you're about to do a one rep deadlift, I'm not going to be listening to some of my classical shit. I'm listening. You're not going to listen to fucking Adele. <laughs> no, I'm listening. I'm going to listen to like, like fucking um, like August Burns Red or something like that's just going to just light a fire and you're you literally just want to run through a fucking wall. See, I, I'm the, I, I'm the, uh, I'm the guy that listens to like 50 Cent and be like talking about shooting people and killing people. That's what, that's what gets me fired. Whatever up. gets you fired up though. <laughs> Whatever gets you fired up. Though. Drug dealing in the corner and shooting people. But like the best is when, the best is when like, let's say you're, 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 you're in a squat rack, right? And you're doing, you're doing your set. Let's say you're doing a couple of reps, right? And then all of a sudden the perfect portion of the song comes on where it's like it's the breakdown yeah. or it's like the best part of the song and you don't think you can do another rep but the song comes on you're like ah you just go down for another rep and love it just love it the adrenaline that that shit releases is the testosterone it releases you feel like barbaric no oh, no it's definitely it's great so let me i want to ask you this so what made you because you, you were mentioned that you were kind of like a power lifter right yeah. So what made – were you always – was that like the first thing you got into? What made you get into powerlifting? I mean, why the fuck not, dude? Who the fuck doesn't want to be strong, bro? Like, <laughs> Amen to like, that. Like, I mean, like I said, man, initially it's just sci-fi characters, man. You know, like growing up watching shit like fucking uh, The Thing or Fantastic Four, He-Man. You know, shit like that. You just say like, "Fuck, bro, this is way cooler than not being, uh, than being like a fucking, I don't know, just being fucking weak, bro." Like, <laughs> you want to be strong as shit. I mean, it's it's so. I feel like there's two things that you can do in this life that will get you close to being superhuman. Okay, so you can either you can either be like super smart, some Stephen Hawking looking motherfucker, Elon Musk looking motherfucker. Or you can be like a Larry Wheels looking motherfucker and you can just have super strength. And I'm just like, shit, what the fuck do I do? I'm not, I don't know shit about fuck. So I'm not, <laughs> I don't I know well shit about fuck. <laughs> I might as well just try and be fucking strong, you know? That's that, I mean, that's a good point. And that's probably the quote of the day. I don't know shit about fuck. I love it. That's hilarious. You know where that's from? You know where I heard that from? I've definitely heard that. That's from Ozark. Oh, that's what it's from. That's the girl from Ozark. She's like, I don't know shit about fuck. Yes. (laughs) That is so right. You are so right. Damn. But I agree with you, right? Because that's how, like, when I got into powerlifting too, it's just, I'm a numbers guy. Like, I, I had, like, the numbers brain. So, being in powerlifting, you have your numbers. You have your squat, bench, and deadlift. And it's all about getting those numbers higher than they were last month. So it's like this month, this was my max. Work, do your regimen, and then you test it again. Did I go up? Yeah. If I went up, bang. Now the next goal is to beat those numbers, and then you beat those. And you always have like a bar to keep going up. I'm fired up. Exactly. I mean, you have these genetically gifted fuckers that can just like lift some weight. And just look like a fucking Greek god, but I don't have the tiniest waist or the widest shoulders or the biggest arms. So I was like, you know, it makes a little bit more sense for me to just get into like a strength sport, which is why I like arm wrestling as well. Yep. People who are in the bodybuilding aesthetics community usually like to do, usually like to do 
fucking arm wrestling and shit like that to like uh, Larry Wheels. Mm-hmm. But well, he's also I, he's like an exception because he's got a Greek god build, but he's also strong as shit. Okay, and like we had mentioned with Arnold, there is some drugs that some juice, some juice that helps with that. But like I agree, there are some people that are just genetically. I know a kid in high school that was like that was just genetically gifted to be fucking jacked and he would be in the right he would not, let's say he quit the gym for like a month okay or let's say he can quit for six months comes back within two weeks he's back to where he was again not just me. just the genetics were unreal with this guy just designed the fucking lift heavy weights and look good for no fucking reason yeah <laughs> like, you're so jealous of him too because like you motherfucker like i'm working my ass off to be where you are and you come in for like two weeks and you already beat yeah. me like motherfucker so, Girk, you know, we talked a lot of a lot of good shit today. We appreciate your time. This is towards the end of the episode. Yeah. You know, we kind of give you the red carpet to kind of put all your social media stuff out there so people can check you out, whatever you got going on. So, without further ado, my friend, let the people know the red carpet is yours. Fucking Berserk Girk, man. B-E-R-S-E-R-K-G-E-R-K, man. Hit me up. What's up? <laughs> That's it. Berserk Girk, man. Berserk Girk. Berserk Gurk, man. I can't even say my real name, Gurk Sur. Feels like I'm about to fucking throw up trying to say that shit. <laughs> I like Berserk Gurk better. Berserk Gurk. But but uh man, it, it was a really good time getting to know you, smoking a cigar, hopefully influencing you now to smoke more cigars. So we'll we'll look forward to you on the on the grand Most definitely, up. sir. Thank you guys so much for yeah, having bro. me on the podcast, man. I really appreciate it. It's it was been our a pleasure, hard. man. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time out of your day. I know you're very busy with your TikToks, creating them every single day, like you said. So I appreciate you taking the time to join us on the burndown. It's not a problem, man. Thank you so much. And let and let's stay, you know, anytime you got questions, you want to know more about cigars, just reach out to us, bro. And we'll be happy to help. And then Hopefully one day, whether you're in Minnesota, Nevada, Texas, wherever, we'll get together and have a cigar together. Fuck yeah, dude. Dude, I mean, like, I definitely plan on going out to New York, okay? So I aspire to meet up with you guys, and we're going to fucking definitely smoke a stogie together. It's going to be on fucking me, man, whatever you guys want, okay? Let's go. Hell yeah. Say less, baby. Say less. So my man, Girk, we appreciate you, brother. God bless with everything going on. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. Everything that goes on. Appreciate you. Thanks for coming on the burn down, bro. Cheers. Till next time.